Likutei Sichais, Chelik Yudalid, that's volume 14, second Sicha for the Zois HaBrocha. In this Sicha, we will find out, amongst many things, the meaning of the word Shmini Atzeres. What does Atzeres mean? We'll also get a better understanding of the idea, the essence of Simchas Torah. What is the joy of the Torah here? And also, I think we'll come out with a conclusion as to which festival, which Yontif, throughout the month of Tishrei, is the most essential. Let's start the Sicha. We're going to do it orally, as it's too long to go and inside. The Rambam, when explaining, describing the various Kriyos, the various Torah readings that we do throughout all the festivals, he describes what we read on Shmini Atzeres, and then he says, Ulemachar, and then the next day, which is in the diaspora, the second day of Shmini Atzeres, which is Simchas Torah, we read V'zayis Abracha. This, the Rebbe says, points out that according to the Rambam, V'zayis Abracha has an essential connection to the essence of the celebration, meaning that it's not just merely read, like some other Mephorshim explain, because it has a somewhat of a relationship to uh, the Simcha or Simcha's Torah, but rather the essence of the day, in other words, what we accomplish, what we celebrate on Simcha's Torah, is expressed through the reading of Ezei Sabracha. And the question is, what is it exactly that makes Ezei Sabracha so connected and that it brings out the idea of Simchas Torah. So the Rebbe explains that we know, Chassidus explains, that Shmini Atzeres is really the absorption. We experience the absorption, the impnimius, internally, of everything that was accomplished throughout the month of Tishrei, and most specifically, or especially, that which we have celebrated, that which we have accomplished during Rosh Hashanah. What is the highlight of Rosh Hashanah? What is the main thing of Rosh Hashanah? So the main thing of Rosh Hashanah is Tamlichuni Aleichem. Hashem says, I want you to crown me as king. I want you to appoint me, so to speak, as king over you. And we do this by means of reading the Psukim of Malchiois, Zichreinois, and Shoifreis, and even by sounding the Shoifer. But that is the essence of the day. So this comes down on on Shmini Atzeres and Simchas Torah, this comes down in a revealed manner. This gets absorbed and effectively revealed on Shmini Atzeres and Simchas Torah. So this actually helps and makes makes it clear the connection between V'zayi Sabracha and Shmini Atzeres and Simchas Torah. How so? Because right in the beginning of V'zayi Sabracha, we read the Pasuk, Vayihi Bishuru Melech Bisasei Vroshi Yom, Yachat Shifte Yisro, that he says, Vayihi Bishuru Melech, that it was amongst the Yeshurim he was a king. That means Hashem is king amongst Yeshurim. The Yidna are called Yeshurim. And how does this come about? When the gathering of all the heads of the people, that all the tribes of Israel are united together. And this actually is reminiscent of the perspective that the Altarebbe gives us in regards to Rosh Hashanah and why we read Atem Nitzavim in the Shabbos prior to Rosh Hashanah, where there again it's expressed, the idea is, Atem Nitzavim Yom Kulchem, 
that by you all standing together, then Hayoim, then on this day you're able to make Hashem as king. What is this? What is the logic behind it? What is the explanation behind it? What is the meaning of this? The idea is very simple. What does it mean to make Hashem as king? What does it mean to make a king? The king is above and beyond the people. Not just the lower people. Not just the lower level of society. But everyone equally is bottled to the king. In other words, in order to accomplish the Hachtoras HaMelech, in order to accomplish this feat of crowning the king, of appointing him and accepting him as king, everybody has to experience an equal beetle amongst themselves. There's no greater or, or lesser person. Everybody is the same. Everybody compared to the king is a nobody. And together, because they're nobodies, because they have absolute bittle to the king, that's why they accept him as a king. That's what makes him a king. It's only after that the king is king, that's when he starts to appoint various levels, you know, the hierarchy of the ministers and the various levels of government. And uh, together with that, all the various levels of decrees and, and, and um, you know, together with all the appointees. This is the thing that, that, that is hinted in the name of the Yontif. What is the name of the Yontif? Shmini Atzeres. I must point out that even though we're talking about Simchas Toida in specific, but in general, the whole Yontif is Shmini Atzeres. First of all, in Shmini Atzeres, we say Shmini Atzeres Achagazer. And this is also highlighted by the fact that in Eretz Yisrael, and this will also be when Mashiach comes, we will celebrate these two things, Shmini Atzeres and Simchas Torah, on the very same day. In other words, Simchas Torah is a continuum of Shmini Atzeres. Now, what does the word Atzeres mean? What does it mean to be Oitzer? So previously we explained it, Atzeres means that everything comes into, into a, a manner of uh, absorption, your Oitzer. But also the Zoyer explains that Atzeres, and this is based on a verse in Tanakh, that Atzeres also comes from the word kingship, rulership. Thus, Shmini Atzeres, you already see is hinted the fact that Hashem is appointed as king. This is a re-expression or a reenactment, or as we'll soon see in, on a greater level of what happened on Rosh Hashanah. Furthermore, if we look in the Targum on the words Atzeres Tiyelachem, where the Torah says it shall be an Atzeres for you, the Targum says that what does Atzeres mean? It means it should be a gathering. Atzeres comes from the word Knishun, you should gather together. Thus the idea of the unity of the people. So to sum it up, on Shmini Atzeres, or specifically as the Rebbe is focused in here, on Simchas what do we do? We are crowning Hashem as king on a deeper level, on a more expressive level than was done on Rosh Hashanah. And this comes through unity. And as soon will be explained, this is expressed. This is, in fact, um, uh, affected by the joy that we have on Simchas Torah. The question, however, is, if Shemini Atzeres, is the absorption of all the aspects and everything that was accomplished during the month of Tishrei. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Asadisimichuva, Sukkis, everything. Then why are we drawn specifically to Rosh Hashanah? In other words, why is the highlight of Shmini Atzeres said to be 
the idea of Rosh Hashanah, the idea of crowning Hashem as king. Why that in specifics? So the Rebbe explains that what is the idea of Rosh Hashanah? What is the aspect of Rosh Hashanah? The aspect of Rosh Hashanah is the idea of Bitu, the idea of having nothing else but to be totally bottled to the king, bottled to Hashem. This is best expressed in the mitzvah of Shmini Atzeres and Simchas Torah. Why? You see, because on Shmini Atzeres and Simchas Torah, there aren't any specific mitzvahs other than Simcha, joy. And I'll explain. Every Yontif, let's take Pesach, for example. Pesach is Malchir Seinu. But how do we express it? How is that brought out through specific mitzvahs? Shavuos is connected to the Torah. Sukkot, which even though Sukkot is also called Man Simcha but the Simcha is very specific because the Simcha is tied in with specific mitzvahs, the mitzvahs of unity, true, and the mitzvahs which bring out joy, namely the Sukkah, the, the Dalad Minim, the Esek and the Lulav, and so on, which by definition, once something is defined as a mitzvah, it has a certain characteristic and therefore has a certain limitation. Every mitzvah has a shear. Every mitzvah has a beginning and has an end. It has a mode of how you accomplish the mitzvah, who is obligated in the mitzvah, who is not obligated in the mitzvah. Thus, every yontif carries within it a certain limitation. Whereas the mitzvah of Shmini Atzeres is not connected to any specific mitzvah other than the union of Simcha. Joy, by definition, is something which is limitless. Joy, by definition, especially when it's not connected to something specific, represents, it connotates something which is beyond any limit, beyond any specific measure. Thus, we have, for example, even we see on Sukkot, even the ultimate mitzvah of joy, on which the Gemara says that whoever didn't see the joy of Sinchas Pesach Sheva didn't see or didn't experience true joy, even that is connected to a specific event, to the event of drawing the water. And it's only was, was limited to who? Who would actually do the dan- dancing and singing? In other words, who would express the joy? It was only Hasidim and Anshimaisa. Only the hierarchy, the highest level of Tamid Chachamim and Tzadikim, they were the ones who would actually dance and everybody else would watch watch whereas on Simchas Teda what do we what do we experience what do we see everybody dances everybody participates in the joy older people younger people simpletons everybody is involved in the joy and even we see this not only in what ha- happens in actuality but we even see it as part of the tefillah of Simchas Teda we also express this idea on the day of Simchas Teda in the piyut, in the poem of the liturgy, we say, quote, we say, I will rejoice and I will show joy on the day of Simchas And then we continue. We say, Avram was joyful on Simchas Yitzchak was joyful on Simchas Shlomo was joyful. In other words, in this idea of celebration of Simchas in the tefillah, meaning in the siddur, which each and every yid says, each and every yid compares himself, or at least his joy, his expression of joy in Simchas compares himself to the greatest of our people, Avram, Yitzchak, Shleimah, and so on. So, in summary, 
The idea of Shemini Atzeres HaSimcha is the idea of Simcha. The idea of joy. Now this idea of joy that is expressed by each and every one carries in it inequality. First of all, like I mentioned, that everybody rejoices. There is no difference between one person and another. It's not just that the Rosh Yeshiva or the Talmud Chachem or the London, you know, has a right or has a pass, so to speak, of the privilege, I should say, to, to rejoice in Simchas Every single year is happy in This we see collectively, but also individually, we see this idea that everyone is equal. Thus, this represents the highest level of Beetle. We see it in the individual. How do we see it? Ordinarily, there is an obvious difference in a person between his head and his feet. The head represents the intellect. The head represents the ability to reason, the ability to think chachmabina and so on. Whereas the feet, what does the feet represent? Kabbalah soil. The feet, it walk. The feet walk. The feet don't have any uh, uh, capacity to reason, to, to refuse even. The feet walk. What happens at Simchas Teda? The feet are the ones that are doing the job. The feet are the ones that are lifting up the head. Even the head that understands that it's time to rejoice can dance without the feet. Thus, what do you see? That there becomes an equality within the person himself that the head and the feet are connected in an absolute manner. And here in the sense, the feet are even greater than the head. This explains why Shmini Hatzeres is actually the, Shmini Hatzeres in Chasteira is actually the ultimate when it comes to the Hachtoras HaMelech, the crowning of the king. And why specifically is when this is done in the ultimate way, even more than on Rosh Hashanah, because this is when it comes in a revealed manner. You see, even on Sukkot, which we are already celebrating the joy of having accomplished everything we needed to accomplish on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, but yet, as I mentioned before, the joy is connected to specific mitzvahs, to specific decrees, and there's various levels of observances. Whereas, on Sim Shminat, the idea of Tam Aleichem, of crowning me as king, of the Yid rejoicing in his connection to Hashem, is in, an, in a manner of oneness. We are one with the king. As it says, Yisrael umalka b'chaydori. We and the king are one. We are united. There is no one else. And this happens how? Through the oneness of the people that there's equality amongst the people. So essentially what we began on Rosh Hashanah through a mode of Bittul comes out on through the mode of Simcha which is even greater because it's boundless and therefore, the coronation of a king, of the king, meaning of Hashem, is also beligvul, is also without a limit. However, this begs from some deeper understanding. If this is the case, that what? That through the simcha of a yid, through the joy that we have on simcha stater, which, like I said, the joy represents the idea of limitless, that it has no limitation, it is boundless. And therefore, because we are all equal and all the same, so we are ultimately on the same level, and therefore we can truly effectively make Hashem as king, then how come the name of this Yantif is Simchas Teira? Which, what does it mean when we say Simchas Teira? Simchas Teira has two meanings. It means, number one, that the Yidin, 
rejoice in the Torah. And it also means that the the second meaning of it is that the Torah itself rejoices through the fact that the Yidin make it rejoice, that the Yidin make it happy. So again, Simcha's Torah means the Simcha that we, the Yidin, have in the Torah, that we gain a Simcha through the Torah. And then there is Simcha's Torah, the other meaning, which means that the Torah itself rejoices. How does that happen? By us making it rejoice. By us making the Torah happy. And these two things are connected. Like everything else in the Torah, the Rebbe always insists that if there's more than one Pirush, they are both connected. In the most part, and the obvious reality, it seems that the second Pirush is the main one. The second Pirush, which says Simchas Torah, means what? That we, the Jews, give joy to the Torah. We make the Torah rejoice. That seems to be the obvious reality. Where do we see it? Because on Simchas Torah, we don't open the Torah and learn from the Torah. Well, the moment you open a Torah, the moment you learn from the Torah, the moment you read from the Torah, already you have different levels. Already you have, you know, the inequality, so to speak, and the difference between one person and another, the different levels. But on Simchas Torah, no. What do we do? The Torah is closed. The Torah is wrapped up. And we dafka dance with the Torah, we lift the Torah up, we become the feet of the Torah like the previous Rebbe pointed out. We become the feet through which the Torah can dance. If that's the case, and the fact that we know that the truth is, if we measure the Yidin and the Torah, in other words, when you try to analyze what is greater, B'nai Yisrael, us the Yidin, or the Torah, the truth is that the Yidin are greater than the Torah. How are the Yidin greater than the Torah? Because it says that that the thought of the Yidin, the Abishter, so to speak, in, in the planning stages of making the world, even before he made the Torah, the thought of the Yidin came up before. In fact, the Torah always speaks to the Yidin. That means the Yidin precede in level, they precede the Torah. So the question is, we can understand the second Pirush, which A is the obvious, and B, like I'm just pointed out, it seems to be correct according to the sources that what is greater, the Yidin. So we inject Simcha, we bring Simcha, we invigorate the Torah with Simcha. That makes sense. But how does the second Pirush, how does the second Pirush come to play? In other words, the second Pirush, the, the second one, which really is the first one, that says that the Torah gives us joy. Simchas Torah means that the Yin has joined the Torah. How does that make sense then? If we are greater than the Torah, how does the Torah bring us joy? The answer to this is as follows. It's true that the Yidin are greater than the Torah. It's true that we are higher than the Torah. But the fact is that Hashem's will was that a Yid, the Neshama of the Yidin, should come down into this world. And in this world, you do, it's not so obvious the greatness of, of the Eden, at least in comparison to the Torah. In other words, the way we, our Nishamas manifest into this world, we become, so to speak, as individual entities, sometimes even what seems to be separate from the Torah or separate from Hashem. We even have the choice, Chas v'shalom, not to observe the Torah if we so choose to do Chas v'shalom. So what does that do? That actually, in our manifestation here in this world, we become lower than the Torah. Whereas the Torah, true, in the sources it is lower than us, but the Torah 
actually has a, a quality which is beyond that uh, that we have. Namely, that it says, The Torah and Hashem are all one. That means the Torah, even the way it manifests itself into this world, thus it still retains its original quality of being connected to Hashem. And you see it clearly in the Torah. When you learn Torah, you become inspired. You become connected to Hashem. Thus, this is a two-way street. One helps the other. One supports the other. The initial trigger is by us, the Simchas Torah, by us getting joy from the Torah. By us getting joy absorbing the qualities of the Torah. Once that triggers our inner essence of what a Yid is, and as we mentioned above, the Yid who becomes full of joy and has the Bitl and is able to make Hashem as king, then we now turn around and we lift up the Torah to a higher level, higher than the Torah is in its own in its own right, so to speak. Higher than what the Torah would have been without the Yid. Where do we see this? We actually see this before Hakafis. Before we begin Hakafis, before we begin dancing, before we begin dancing to elevate the Torah and to, 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 to inspire the Torah with our Simcha and to bring it to a higher level, what do we do first? First we say the Psukim of Atahareisa. What is the idea behind the Psukim? Why do we recite this Psukim? It's not just to... Uh, to have something to sell, to generate money for the show. So we, we read these psukim. These psukim are the timing. These are the reasons. We list all the reasons why we should be in joy. In other words, this triggers our joy. These psukim, directly quoted from the Torah. But once we are triggered, once we are ignited with that joy, we now tap into our inner essence the essence of a yid, which is beyond the Torah, and we're able to pull up the Torah, we're able to lift up the Torah to a higher level. So in summary, on Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Torah, we actually finalize on a much deeper and higher level level what we started on Rosh Hashanah. We do it through boundless joy, which is beyond even, even the psukim that we say on Rosh Hashanah still have some form of limitation. We do it be above and beyond. And through that, we also lift up the Torah, we elevate the Torah to a much higher level.